BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America. And enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Guess what, Will? What's that, Mango? So, you know I love the World Cup, right? And one of the people I always think about when the World Cup starts now is Kim Jong-il. Like the Korean dictator? What's he have to do with soccer? (laughs) Yeah, so I'm not sure if you remember this, but in 2010, North Korea sent this team to the World Cup, and the coach of the team claimed that when the North Koreans scored, or if they ever won games, it was only because he was getting guidance during the game from Kim Jong-il. Yeah, the guy's got so many talents. So how exactly did this work? Mm-hmm. So it's an, it's an amazing way he did this. The dictator was apparently sending him telepathic signals through this <laughs> invisible cell phone technology <laughs> that he'd invented, right. I, I guess, one year before. And, and that's what dictators do in their spare time. Right. But before you laugh at how ludicrous that sounds, you do have to remember that this is the same man who the first time he played golf supposedly scored five holes in one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it might sound just like borderline ridiculous, but anyway. But so, so was the North Korean team any good? I mean, they did get to the World Cup, which is, you know, a huge yeah. feat, but it's hard to compete against superstar nations. And they ended up losing 7-0 to Portugal. And supposedly when they arrived back in Pyongyang, they were put on a stage and humiliated for six hours in front Uh. of these elite government officials. And it just sounds miserable. It's a no-win situation. But that's actually the first of nine World Cup facts we've got for you today. So let's dive in. Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Part-Time Genius. I'm Will Pearson, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Mangesh Hatekater. And sitting behind that soundproof glass, he's cross-stitching again, Mango. He is cross-stitching <laughs> a tribute, this time to Paul, the World Cup predicting octopus. <laughs> he's so good at needlepoint. He really is. Well, that's our friend <laughs> and producer, Tristan McNeil. All right, Mango, it's obviously World Cup season, and we're talking about soccer today. 
But I'm curious, before we dive in, why do you love the tournament so much? So part of it is that I grew up in the States and I only got to visit my relatives in India every, I don't know, three or four years. And it was always during the monsoons, but when it was a World Cup year, it was just so exciting. And uh, I, I remember particularly like when I was in fifth grade, my grandparents had one of the few color TVs around. And this was obviously a long time ago, but we'd all stay up to watch the games live and you'd play cards, you'd chat. There'd just be so much anticipation for these games. And then my cousin's friends would come over. And so we'd all huddle around this tiny TV and just root for underdogs. And, <laughs> and you know, you'd be watching like uh, Roger Mila, who was, I don't know, like 38 or 39 scoring goals and you'd be so excited for him. Or, yeah. or uh, you know, you'd see these colonial rivalries play out on the pitch. And, and it was just really fun partially because soccer is so much a game of upsets, like more upsets happen in soccer than other sports. But I had this amazing experience in 2006 when I wanted to watch this Ivory Coast game in Brooklyn. And this was before soccer seemed to be that big in New York. I was in Clinton Hill. I, I, was, I was walking to a bar and they didn't have the game on. And, and then I walked to this other bar and they didn't have this game on. And, and I was like increasingly irritated that I couldn't watch this game. And then I walked by this empty African barbershop and I heard these cheers in the back. So I just kind of looked in and there was this guy standing in the back. He kind of just pointed at me and he said, <laughs> do you want to watch the game? <laughs> and I was like nodding and he pulled this curtain open. And in the back of the barbershop, there was this room full of people just huddled around this tiny TV. And he motioned me to come in. And, and so I just watched the game on the floor, surrounded by people. And, and it just reminded me of India. And, and it was just so wonderful. I love but, that. Uh, I, I love that story. That's pretty great. And, you know, I obviously love international soccer. I love men's soccer, women's soccer. But uh, I, I'm excited that you actually had to research soccer for this episode. <laughs> right, so right. I'm curious what story you're going to lead off with. Yeah, you know, I actually had a lot of fun researching for this this episode. And so I, I think, though, that I'm going to stick with your dictator's theme. And this is a story that involves Mussolini. So I, I think we both know that FIFA is a pretty corrupt organization. But it's mm -hmm. hard to imagine anything as brazen as when Italy held the World Cup. This was back in 1934. Now, according to a book by the BBC's Chris Hunt, Mussolini started things off by making the trophy way more ostentatious, which is not surprising. That's kind of the dictator's thing to do. Sure. But he built his own trophy for the cup that was six times the size, six times the size of the <laughs> traditional World Cup trophy. Then he proceeded to rig the matches. At least that's what people think. So there's this rumor that he handpicked every ref in the tournament. And when Italy beat Austria in the semifinals, it really showed. I mean, apparently not only were there penalties and bad calls against Austria that shouldn't have been called, but during one play, an Austrian kicked the ball to go out of bounds, and the ref actually headed the ball back in and passed it to an Italian <laughs> player. <laughs> that's ridiculous. But I mean, I guess if you're going to the trouble of creating a trophy that's six times that big, like, you might as well rig the tournament. It's but, true. Uh, it's true. And, you know, it's pretty insane. Like you said, soccer is a game of upset, so it, it's possible that they could have won on their own, and apparently Mussolini didn't even like soccer, and he often described the sport as unmanly. But he knew that it was important to be seen as victorious on this huge world stage. And there are actually academic papers about this that speculate it would have been hard for Italy to have gotten those results without at least some help from the refs. That's really crazy. So one of the things I've enjoyed doing is seeing what the World Cup teams demand at hotels. And for some reason, this was leaked in 2010. 
And some of the things make sense, right? Like Portugal wanted the hotel to provide these four bodyguards for Cristiano Ronaldo, mm-hmm. who's obviously a massive superstar. Um, Algeria wanted Qurans in every room and, and Ecuador wanted a daily banana basket delivered to each player. <laughs> it's just fun to <laughs> say daily just, banana basket. Yeah. <laughs> I think that should just be a thing everywhere. Right. But <laughs> perhaps one of the strangest requests was that uh, France had this outright ban on bar soap for their players and they demand that the hotel only provide liquid with soaps. So I, I honestly get all of the others, but but why the bar soap thing? You know, I, I'm not sure about this entirely. I, I do know the French manager is a little kooky or, or was a little kooky. And, and at the time he was really into astrology. So he wouldn't like let a Leo be a defender on the team or whatever. Right. But I think this was just a way to prevent any chance of slipping on bar soap in, in the shower or, or in the bathroom. I, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Okay. I mean, I guess I guess I can see where he's coming from on that. But all right, well, here's a quick one about the World Cup trophy. So for starters, it's strange that it's called the World Cup when the trophy isn't really shaped like a cup anymore. But one other fact I saw about this, did you know that the trophy is actually running out of room? So how, how do you mean? Well, currently there's only space to etch in maybe three or four more winning teams onto the trophies. Huh. So if you look ahead to the 2030 World Cup, they'll either need to extend the trophy with a bigger base or they'll just have to make a new trophy. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So one thing I've heard repeated over and over since I was a kid was that India made the 1950 World Cup, but then they had to withdraw. And I've heard different variations of the story, right? Like I, I've heard that the team refused to play in shoes or, or because they wanted to play barefoot or like the Indian government refused to buy them shoes or they did wear shoes, but they couldn't play in them. And, and I was curious if there was any truth to this, right? It turns out in the 1948 Summer Olympics, the Indian national team competed against France and it was actually a close game. It was two to one, but they did it playing barefoot, which actually shocked the world community. But then 1950, when they made the World Cup, they actually backed out for a different reason. So uh, according to historians, while the team might have been annoyed that they had to play in soccer shoes, it had more to do with the fact that the World Cup was announced late and they had this super short practice schedule. And the fact that the newly independent Indian government didn't think that the World Cup was that big a tournament. So like they didn't want to fund the team to go halfway around the world to Brazil You know, if it had been another Olympics, they would have happily ponied up for that, but they didn't see this as that big a world event. And the strange part is that soccer isn't that big in India now. Like, everyone is Mm. cricket crazy. But if they had sent that team to the World Cup, there are a lot of historians who think that India would have been more invested in soccer over the years and and had a much stronger team today. Yeah, and I mean, that makes sense when you think about the impact of, of this worldwide tournament. But, all right, well, here's a funny little tradition. So in the 1962 World Cup, Chile's team ate Swiss cheese before defeating the Swiss. Then they ate spaghetti before playing Italy and beat them. Then they drank vodka shots to prepare for the USSR match, which they also won. And then they drank coffee before a Brazil match. But apparently it (laughs) it was really the wrong stereotypical food to ingest because their luck ran out in that game, unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what Brazilian food you should have eaten to to make sure you beat the Brazilian team. But uh, It's a tough one. Here's another weird one about uh, superstitions. And this comes from an Argentinian goalie named Sergio Goicochia. And he used to leave it all out on the field before penalty shootouts. And actually, I'm going to let him describe it. This is from an interview with The Guardian. So, quote, reporter, didn't you used to prepare for shootouts by urinating on the pitch? Goicochia, you know... 
By the rules of the game, until the match finishes, you cannot abandon the field. And if you have any necessary human urges, you have to go on the field. So that's what <laughs> happened against Yugoslavia in the 90 World Cup quarterfinals. At the end of the game, I really had to go, so I had no choice. But we won. So then when the semifinal against Italy went to penalties, I did it again. And it worked. So from that moment on, I did it before every shootout. It was my lucky charm. <laughs> wow, that is so strange. But, you know, you do hear about so many of these athletes being superstitious, and there's so much on the line that, you know, it's not surprising they develop superstitions, but that one is a little weird. I don't know that I know many that are weirder than that. But all right, we got two more facts before we declare a winner. But before we get to those, let's take a quick break. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Welcome back to Part-Time Genius. We're talking about the World Cup. So before we get to our last couple of facts, Mango, I, I'm curious, are you enjoying the tournament this year? Yeah, I, I am. I, I, I love all the upsets. I, I love following different nations and stuff, but uh, I haven't watched as much as I'd like because, you know, the games are on during the day. 
It's it's funny, as we have watched, though, Lizzie has had this funny theory about the managers of the teams. Like, she thinks they either all look like they could be French presidents or disheveled retirees. <laughs> and it's actually a pretty good way to, like, organize the, the, the managers. If, if you see them, they neatly fit into those two categories. It's uh, Sometimes they're the most entertaining part of these matches. Like, I've loved watching the Senegal coach. He was so animated. It's It's, uh-huh. it's been pretty entertaining. <laughs> and, I mean, he looks like he should be a French president. So. It's a category, <laughs> You're right. She's, it's, it's a good theory here. Uh, what's your last factor? All right. Well, this isn't exactly a World Cup fact, but there's a stadium that I wanted to talk about, and it's Estadio Milton Correa, which is also called Big Zero or The Big Zero. And what's awesome about it is that the midfield line is located exactly on the equator. And so here's what I think is fun about that. So w- when you're playing there, each team is actually playing for and defending an entire hemisphere. So I, I don't know why I find that so amusing. I mean, it feels like that's where the World Cup final should be held every year. You know, yeah. if, if you're defending it, it, it makes perfect sense. All right. Well, what's your last fact, Mango? Well, if you've been watching the World Cup, there's been a little speculation about whether Russia should be winning as much as they have. And mm-hmm. it is actually a good team. I mean, they came in sort of mediocre, but they've played smart. But there are questions about Vladimir Putin and Russian corruption. But the Russians are actually responsible for one of the most honest moments in World Cup history. And hmm. there's this player named Igor Neto. Uh, this was in the 1962 World Cup. His, his team was tied up with Uruguay, and he scored a goal. But it actually went through the net on the side of the goal. So Neto went to the ref, and he urged him not to count it because it wouldn't be fair to win that way. And, and I can't even imagine a player being that honest today. You know, I, I mean, people yeah. fake injuries to get penalties. People do all these things, but... You know, he asked for a goal to be retracted, and luckily the team scored and won in the 89th minute of that game. But uh, years later, he recalled why he did that, and he said, quote, We should win without relying on the referee's mistakes, and when it was changed, I finally felt a sense of relief. Yeah, wow. I mean, you know, it, it is so rare in, in sports to see that level of uh, of honesty. So, you know, I, I kind of want to give you the trophy for that one, and then, of course, thinking back about the... Goikochia, uh, you know, uh, urinating on the pitch and all of that, like that is just so strange. But I got to be honest, I'm super impressed with Lizzie's theory of organizing the managers. <laughs> so I, I feel like she's she kind of swooped in and stolen the trophy this week. Are, are you good with that? Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back with a full length episode tomorrow. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. 
Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4-14-24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.